Matthias Gerner, welcome back to Pittsburgh. Hello. Such a joy with a Wagner program. Hearing a little bit of the rehearsal, it sounds wonderful. Thank you very much. Wonderful to be here, yeah. When did you last sing Wagner? You made a wonderful recording a few years mm. ago. Yeah, with the Swedish Radio Orchestra. Um, that's, by the way, I think I met Manfred. Maybe I did not meet him in the Swedish Radio Orchestra because it was, in fact, his uh, orchestra in a, uh, quite a long time ago. But I have done uh, a lot of uh, concerts with him there. And then finally it turned out I had the opportunity to still with Harmonia Mundi to do the Wagner project, they called it. Yeah? It's, yeah. But it's, I think, already five, four years ago that I produced it, yeah. Now, uh, tell me how you work together today. You're sort of adjusting the program uh, a little bit. And Wagner programs and concerts were once, I think, a little bit more frequent. Uh, I know uh, Fritz Reiner, William Steinberg, uh, Wagner was a core part of the repertoire for the orchestra. It's always been very important for the Pittsburgh Symphony. But uh, how did you and Maestro work together to choose the pieces and, and how the program flows? We have this a uh, couple of times. I mean, the last time, I think we have done this kind of three uh, arias that was maybe two years ago. It was in Russia. We have done this concert in Moscow. I mean, when you think about this yet, it seems to be that we are not traveling there for the next 10 years. Yeah? Um, uh, uh, that was the original idea to, to have done this a couple of times. And it was also already scheduled, I think, from two years ago. But then there was the pandemic and it was canceled in the end. Yeah? And now, in a, in a way, we are repeating the program what we supposed to have done already uh, in the past. And we hear you in uh, at, near the end of the program with the uh, the vote vote, 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 vote on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a huge orchestra and six harps on stage. Yeah, this is quite rare. I mean, I, I, they do this usually in the in the opera house, but not so often. It's the first time that I have seen this on in, in the concert version of this kind of uh, different kind of Wagner. Uh, arias that we have really the luxury to have six harps. It makes a big difference. I mean, this is really impressive, the sound. It's completely different than you have just one or two, yeah? which is often the case. What do you think Wagner wanted from having six harps? What, what's the special quality of sound he was striving for? Uh, in, in the end, really, the articulation and the volume that you hear really the kind of importance of the of the harp section, which is also not so often in the entire repertoire, uh, just when it's really solo, solo. Um, uh, no, it's fantastic that we can do this here. Yeah. And, and the program, how we rehearse this, in fact, um, you do it really step by step and it takes quite a long time. I mean, everybody thinks it's an aria you start and the orchestra is in a way familiar with this. It's not the case. Also not with opera orchestras. You have really especially something like King Marker because it's always this kind of uh, recitativo and, and arioso. Um, it's very solistic, sometimes like chamber music, uh, chamber music, suddenly you have a huge orchestra. I mean, all these kind of differences uh, you have really to work out and you have really uh, very precisely to rehearse. It's not that by, by reading the scores that comes everything automatically. It takes quite a long time. That's why it's so important when you do the entire opera that you have enough, enough rehearsal time. Otherwise, it cannot be good. The music is so complex and difficult. And, and also to organize the, the dimension of sound suddenly. Yeah? Sometimes it's very soft, but sometimes it's so loud. 
And one of the challenges in the in the situation with the uh, in the concert is that you you have the orchestra on the same kind of uh, level. It's not in, like in opera houses where it's in the pit, and that's why you have to correct so many kind of dynamic uh, things. Um, what is in the in the in the orchestra pit just piano? You have to move it. You need to move it to pianissimo because otherwise it's too loud. Yeah. You've sung Wagner a lot. You know the the feeling. But there must be times when you. It, it's got to be a struggle. One man against this enormous orchestra. You've got to get the. You just referred to it. You've got to get the balance right. But sometimes it seems superhuman. Uh, in fact, you cannot win this kind of competition. When it's too loud, it makes no sense to sing louder because the orchestra is simply then too loud and it's eating you completely sound-wise. You're absolutely in the hand of the conductor. When the conductor is someone who is ignoring this in this moment, okay, you lost the battle, you cannot, you cannot win anything anymore. And you have just to sing, you know, and you have to accept that you're maybe not uh, clearly enough um, uh, uh, for the people to hear, yeah? You've sung the ring cycle completely. Uh, you no, did, you did Rheingold in Hong Kong, didn't you yes, record it? Yes, I, I did this and I have done this a couple of times in, in uh, concert version. Uh, but the only thing what I have really done on stage is uh, a couple of times Valkyrie. Uh, uh, which is, in fact, the most complicated one because it's the longest. Yeah? You have this long second act and you have to sing so much. I mean, it's really enormous. You sing more than an hour just for the second act and, and another one and a half hours for the third act. I mean, this is quite demanding and challenging. King Mark's monologue is challenging, yes? Uh, yes, but I love especially this part I love so much because, in fact, it's in a way the center of the piece. It's almost in the middle of the entire long opera. And, and the tragedy of the entire story about love and all the kind of secrecies and, and, and this kind of miracle to describe when people are falling in love. Uh, uh, this is so fantastically composed and contained in this kind of scene where King Marker is completely shocked, in a way speechless, and he doesn't understand how that could be happened to him. And this is so touching, so deeply human. I, I, and this is this is maybe one of my favorite kind of parts in the entire uh, Wagner repertoire. Of course, at the end we have the the Liebestod, yes, but with this performance, no soprano. Uh, no, there is a kind of orchestra version which makes absolutely sense. I think we have done this, uh, when we have done this a couple of years ago in Russia, we started with the prelude, with the Vorspiel uh, from Tristan, then King Marke, and then Liebestrost orchestra version. And when you listen to this kind of, so typical kind of moments in the opera, that goes then a little bit longer than half an hour, you have the impression that you listen to the entire opera because you have all the important themes in the beginning and then King Marker monologue and then the Liebestod. Um, uh, this is it's quite unique, this kind of combination, yeah. When you made the recording, the title in English was Of Gods, Men and Redemption, correct? Is that Was that the title? I have no idea. Oh. Uh, about this... Uh, this, this, this uh, 
Uh, maybe they have another tit uh, title here in America and yeah. in England Possible in than English. in Europe because yeah. sometimes they are filling out a little bit the market what the people are expecting. But in your, your two CD set of the beautiful Wagner, Gods, Men, Redemption, we get it all, yes? Yeah, yeah. And, and in yeah, this yeah. program too. I think it was just called in Europe, they called it just the Wagner Project. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Well. It really works, that's, that's for sure. Uh, I want to ask you about your other project, the, the Schubert Rediscovered, which has just recently appeared from Deutsche Grammophon with the orchestration yeah, of Schubert's it's orchestrated, song. It's an orchestrated kind of version of Schubert's songs. A friend of mine, Alexander Schmalz, um, uh, which is a, a pianist and, and a accompanist. I have done many concerts and we still do. Uh, I asked him a long time ago uh, because of his knowledge and also the... Um, uh, the possibility for him to do this. And I asked him, can you think about to make some orchestrations for Schubert songs? And we tried out with three, four songs, and then became more and more and more. And then I was asking Deutsche Kammerfon, you know, uh, this Schubert um, orchestrated songs, they are existing. It's from Brahms, Rieger, Weber, and Berlioz. Uh, many uh, very important composers have done this. But they're not all really great, yeah? especially the Brahms songs, they sound really beautiful. It sounds a little bit more like Brahms than Schubert. And in fact, you have really this kind of fight then in the, in the, on, on stage that it's a little bit too heavy orchestrated and the lightness and the flexibility for the voice um, is not the same like what you do usually with a pianist. Yeah? And then I asked Mr. Schwartz, and he said, yes, okay, we can do this. And then there was the idea maybe also to have another 20 new Schubert songs and uh, all of those, uh, they're completely new um, in this kind of version, new, com new not composed, um, he made an arrangement. And um, yes, I'm very happy and that was also quite exciting to do this with the, um, the Prima Kammer Philharmonie because it was made without a conductor. Uh, just with the help of the concertmaster and and me, I was standing in the position of the conductor. I sang to the orchestra and also in a way I tried to conduct. I would not call it conducting, but uh, let's say something in between. And um, I think the result is it's quite nice. Yeah, It's gorgeous. Yeah. Really yeah. lovely. Yeah. And, and, and some things that we all know and then some discoveries that aren't heard quite as yes, often. Yes, this is also something I had in mind. You know, it's so hard to reach people with song recitals because we are missing worldwide this kind of phenomenon which is called education, Yeah, that the generations have not enough education. Because if you're interested in a song recital, it starts with literature in general, yeah, with the text and not with the music. Yeah, you have to be interested in text. Yeah, and when people are not reading, how can they discover Goethe, Schiller, Heine, and all also all Walt Whitman here? Yeah, I mean, um, it's impossible. So and um, that's why this kind of uh, genre, Liederabend, a song recital. I would not say it's in danger because you have too many young, talented, fantastic singers. Um, they want to do this and they do this. But especially after the pandemic, we lost so many vacations, yeah? we, we, um, um, uh, promoters and, uh, and uh, locations. Uh, this is really frightening, uh, this kind of field of, of possibilities to sing uh, uh, repertoire like Winterreise and Schöne Müllerin, all this kind of 
um, the famous repertoire. I mean, this is this is uh, more difficult than before, yeah. And we lost so many uh, uh, places and approximately forever. And um, then I said, okay, I I found out when I have done this over the last couple of years when I sang this orchestrated kind of Schubert songs. So many people came and said, you know, we never listen to songs because we are not so interested just in a recital, just the singer and the piano. It's not enough. And we came especially for the orchestra. But we are so fascinated by this repertoire. And then you see them sometimes. You remember, oh yeah, I talked to them three years ago. And then they're coming to a normal, normal kind of recital program, which is interesting for me a little bit. It's funny in a way that people think, okay, with orchestra, it makes more fun to listen to. And they cannot trust uh, the same composer in the combination of singer and piano. Yeah, uh, But this is how it is. And it's also a way to regenerate and to, to find a bigger audience with the help of this kind of little trick. And I have to say, some songs, also on this CD, I think they're even stronger in the combination with the orchestra than with the piano. And I know them quite well. Yeah. I have to say, you have so many possibilities when you have a good orchestration about colors, about atmosphere. This is also part of the interpretation. Orchestration starts when it's good made. Then you're choosing the right moment, the right instrument, which is working really into the piece of the, the center of the piece. What is really the meaning? Yeah, And this is, I think, quite brilliantly made. I must say goodbye and let you rest for a moment, but I, I, I didn't want to leave without asking you the songs that you uh, recorded with the Schubert, Sylvia and Earl Koenig and Toto das Mädchen, uh, were they songs that you worked on early with Dietrich Fischer-Dieskel, your great mentor? Some of them, yes. Uh, maybe. maybe the Jüngling und der Tod, for instance, this is a quite unknown song. That was also the idea, you know, what I never understood is that everybody knows the Winterreise and Schöne Müllerin and Schwangesang and then this is the first volume and then you have El König, Heiden, Rüsslein and so you have another 10, 15 songs, yeah. And uh, I never understood that nobody is interested to listen to, to have a look to the second volume, third. We have seven huge books of just of Schubert scores, yeah. And when I made my first choice for this kind of huge, um, this kind of big uh, uh, CD box, what I have done for Harmonia Mundi um, 10 years ago, um, that was also made on purpose that I say, okay, no, we have to introduce people to this very, very famous kind of repertoire, uh, which is on the same level like El König and Heiden Ruslan, everybody knows. But this song, for instance, Der Jüngling und der Tod, nobody knows. Yeah, Everybody is talking about Der Tod und das Mädchen. But the, 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 the other song, which is a sort of twin, yeah, nobody knows. And then that was also the reason that I have chosen songs. They are fantastic, but completely un unknown and, and not so familiar to the big audience. Yeah. It is a world of beautiful discovery. Just yeah. so vast, incredible. Oh my, I must ask you where you were standing here in, in, in this beautiful photograph on the cover. Uh, yeah. Where did you take the picture? Uh, behind my house in the north of Germany and was done by my wife. And I was uh, very happy that she, she's a photographer. And she looked at this guy and said, uh, we should do this today. And I said, okay, in the next two weeks, I have to make a special photo for, for the city. 
And, and she said, okay, what do you have in mind? I said, it needs to be outside and needs to be with, uh, in the nature. It cannot be a kind of studio uh, photo because everything is about nature in, Schum uh, in, in Schubert's world. Yeah? It's very important that you have the elements, the wind, the sun, the light, the darkness, the shadow, the rain, the, the, the humidity, everything, because he, he, is, he was able to describe all this kind of phenomenons from nature yeah? mm. and also the human nature. And that's why I said, and then she looked in the morning to the sky and she looked also on the, on the forecast, yeah? on, the, on the satellite kind of, you can see what kind of clouds are coming. They said, okay, between two and three, we should make the picture. And then she looked and said, come from here to there and, then, and we take this. And it was done in a very, very short time. And we have tons of good photos made. You must tell her, wunderschönes photo. <laughs> it's very nice. And what I like, also the on the back side, have you seen? Yes. Uh, the, the darker one, which is really, I mean, there was really the, the, the sunset coming and so, yeah. And then it was this kind of twilight and I'm walking uh, in the opposite direction. I think it's a nice color. Yeah. I must say farewell, but uh, at the very beginning when you sat down, you mentioned your work with Maestro. The two of you have been friends for a very long time. This is long very, time. very special, the a two of you. Time. I think the uh, first concert was maybe 25, 27 years ago, yeah? I mean, we, uh, I cannot remember where it was, but it was for sure we have done quite a lot in, in the Scandinavian uh, countries, in Denmark and, and in Sweden and uh, in Prague, uh, then a lot in Germany, also in Austria. And you no, know, for me, I mean, to work with someone like Manfred Honeck, who is the integrity as a human being and the knowledge and his taste, the education, uh, this is quite unique. We have not so many conductors like this from this kind of format and this kind of level. And uh, uh, you can trust him blind and He's always fair, he's treating people good, and he is just focused on the composer and on the piece, on the music, and nothing else. So, And gives, that gives all the possibilities uh, to everybody to feel free and to participate and to give everything what you feel in this moment into the music. Yeah? That's why, if I could choose, I would just do concerts with him. <laughs> He speaks of you, as do the members of the orchestra, with the deepest affection. We're so glad that you are here. And all the best to you. Very, very special to have you, Matthias Gerner. Thank you very much. Thank you.